Hi, hi. <laughs> I am super, super, super excited. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you're listening from, this is your girl, Nancy Chamaka, with another wonderful, wonderful episode of my life, my identity podcast with Nancy Chamaka. Your girl, aka Dr. Strange, aka Strange, aka Goddess of Photography, and my newest title, aka The Invincible Strange. Oh, yes, anyone you call me, I'm here to answer you. All are my names, so I identify all of them. So, yes, you'll be wondering why I have all these titled names, anyways. I mean, there are reasons for each name, so if you want to know, you can ask me questions you can drop a message and i'm definitely definitely gonna reply you trust me trust me there's nothing you know hidden behind the names but sometimes people ask me why do i have to answer strange i mean what's what's so special with strange i mean strange is something weird and something mysterious i mean you don't even understand oh yeah obviously there's a lot in life that you don't have to understand (laughs) or you have to deal with them yes you have to so <laughs> wow nancy is happy because i am right here it's a beautiful beautiful sunday and um for some of us here sundays are usually very special i mean you go to church and i mean you see your friends after church you go home you eat your sunday rice or i already have a friend who was asking me hey nancy hope you cooked sunday rice and I still don't understand why you must cook sun you must cook rice every Sunday. I mean, whatever. I mean, if it works for you, I mean that's it. That is more like a routine for some of us who live here. Every Sunday there must be Sunday stew and rice or Sunday fried rice or Sunday jollof rice. It must be rice. But for me, I mean it's 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 not really a big deal for me to cook rice on Sunday because I can cook rice any day and still cook it on sunday and i mean i can cook rice on a normal day and it's a special rice anyways but that's by the way whatever works for you i'm happy you're happy i'm happy you're enjoying your chicken your turkey your fish your meat whatever it is you're using to you know to dissect the rice you are eating no problem i'm happy you're happy and i'm happy that it's a weekend i mean a new week obviously yeah so we're getting ready to start the money but here in the southeast obviously tomorrow is still like sunday for us because it is always sit at home here but that's by the way i mean i have a lot of gist for you today i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy so how have you been what's what's what has been your week like uh, what has your week been like and um what's up with you you know, Tom, drop us, drop here, drop here, and then voice notes, and so just tell me how you feel, tell me how your day was, whatever challenges you had, how were you able to overcome them, those who pissed you off, of course, people always piss you off, one way or the other, and especially those ones you care about, <clears throat> they just have a special way of pissing me off, but that's, by the way, that's, I mean, that's how we roll, yes, mm. However, I'm happy to be here. I'm super excited to always come here 
and vent about how I feel and talk to myself how I feel, how my week has been, keeping records. I remember I told you this podcast is, is all, all about my life, my perspective, my experiences, my point of view, the way I view things, the way I think, the way I, I, I view life in general. So I'm here to actually document those moments for myself. I mean, it was amazing listening to my podcast, my last podcast, True. I mean, I, I, I have to listen to every podcast I, I put up here. And it was so insightful listening to myself. I mean, I, I was so happy listening to myself. Sometimes I know I don't make a lot of sense, but then I, I just have to keep doing it because it was something very dear to me to do. I mean, I was propelled to do this and no matter how it ends, no matter how it's going, I will keep doing it because it is something that maybe probably in the long run, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know where this is going to take me, but I'm very, very optimistic that it will add up to something very big in my life in the nearest future very well if not in my life in the life of those who are around me and in the life of those who i'm definitely gonna meet or in the life of those who always come here to listen to me or whoever that is gonna come across this podcast someday somehow i don't know but i have to just keep doing it it is a task for me and i have to keep doing it several times i've missed and i've been trying to be very consistent with it but i'm happy that i'm making efforts every day by day to always come here and blab and talk to myself and make joke of my, about me <laughs> and then share my perspective and how i see life but yeah today is a special day for me because from last podcast i told you that there's a special topic i'm definitely gonna dive into today and that topic is that i realized something very very scary and weird last time and there's an event that made me realize that and I will share the story that made me realize this and discover that for a long time in my entire life, I have been living in denial. I don't know if I am still doing that. I know somehow I am. For me to actually have to recognize that I've been living in denial means it has been a long time coping mechanism for me. A kind of self-protecting mechanism. I mean, yes. I know very well that I have this shield, I have these walls around me that I put up from certain things. I know very well I am that kind of person. I know that if I am faced with certain hard feelings or some certain hurt or some certain feelings that I can, emotions that I can deal with, I, 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 I withdraw myself. That's always my number one thing. Maybe a challenging feeling, something I don't know how to handle. Oh, I mean, the nearest thing always for me is to withdraw. I mean, to just withdraw. I don't know if that is a good thing, but I know I have noticed that has been a very long-term mechanism for me, and it is really, really affecting me, especially when I have to face the hard truth or when I have to deal with that emotions. It is very scary for me. Anybody listening to me? and you're dealing with some certain level of mental issues i mean mental issue is not just somebody who who has gone mad mental issue is our everyday life how we deal with our emotions the state of your mind in dealing with certain things you have to deal with in your daily life activities i mean this is one thing i know that 
I am happy to have been able to identify this because trust me, the few stories I'm going to share with you is going to be mind blowing because it took me, (laughs) it took me years to realize this. If somebody had talked to me earlier, earlier before I realized this and said, Hey, Nancy, are you aware you're living in denial? Because you hardly face your fears. You hardly face your emotions. You hardly even confront them. Talk more of facing them. Ha! Wahala. Man, trust me, is is something that I'm very grateful to God to have been able to help me realize this. And, and then finding a way to deal with it is, is another thing. You know, That's the solution part of it that I'm going to delve into for the rest of my life. I mean, yes, I want to deal with it. So, but by the way, before I, 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 I kickstart the main topic for the day, which is a very emotional one and it's going to be in a low tempo kind of thing, like, you know, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be sober somehow. It's going to make me sober somehow, of course. Yes. But before then, let me share some exciting news that I've got over the week. Wow, I am super excited. First of all, for my last podcast, I told you there was a job I did ending of um, August, and uh, specifically 18th of August. I did a trial, I covered a traditional marriage that I was given the opportunity to do, and it's very big. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be me that would document that special wedding, traditional wedding. But yeah, somehow. I found myself there and I have to document and tell the story of this beautiful couple, Adobe and Chibike. They are very, I mean, <laughs> I love telling love stories, but yeah, of course I believe in love. So when I, when I, I am given the opportunity to tell love stories, it's always a great honor for me to have to document those moments. So I went to Abia State, just like I told you last time. I went to Abia State and then finally I told you the photo book and the soft copies and videos, trailers are ready. But I'm here to deliver them. So finally, I delivered this job a few days ago. Yes, I did deliver them. And then I, yeah... Adobe's mother and siblings and Adobe herself, I, when they saw the photo book, they were blown away. Ali, they were so, wow. Like, really, Nancy, we got on that album. We, we, I mean, these pictures are so crystal clean. You know that expression, crystal clean <laughs> rhymes. <laughs> I'm a good rapper, you know, but yeah, that's by the way. Well, I'm, I'm rapping in photography terms. <laughs> so I am super, super excited because they love the photo book. They love the calendar that came with it. They love the packaging. They love every image, every soft copy image. They love the story. They love how I was able to, I mean, the colors, the color combination was mad. Yes, it was all part of my creative way to tell a perfect story. And then the most amazing part of this all is that the joy that I have knowing that they love it, knowing that they cherish it. Knowing that I did a perfect, very lucrative job. I mean, very authentic, beautiful, no flaws kind of job. So, I mean, it made my it made my day. 
knowing that because trust me when you're an entrepreneur like me you know whatever sec- sector you're working especially when you're in the creative industry it is usually very very um satisfying when you deliver a, a job and your client loves it and you wow your client i mean you wow them yes yes you are wow them so when they are wild it's uh, it's more refreshing than the money you got i mean money is good i know money is perfect but i mean the satisfaction that you delivered is something else beyond the money trust me when i say so so that's by the way i mean then there's another good news amazing gifts from an australian friend of mine his name is rizal raster so we've been friends i don't know we connected via instagram and um, it's been amazing we've been talking i mean he's cool i mean we've been very good friend all the way from australia to nigeria connecting he loves a lot of things about nigeria and being that i'm an evil babe so actually rizal actually got to a point that he had to translate some english in Igbo and started speaking i mean started writing Igbo for me through google translation and i was like really is that how much you love nigeria and how much you love you know Igbo people he said yes that he's really happy that he loves a lot about nigeria he was always telling me that hey, oh, when is he gonna taste nigerian jollof rice and chicken and um, some soups and some pepper soup and some other so i said don't worry don't worry any day you're ready to visit Nigeria, holla at your babe. I'm going to take you to the tour. Like, I'm going to tour you around. And trust me, it's going to be the best memorable part of his life. I promise you, if you're listening to me, trust me, any day, anytime soon that you plan visiting Nigeria. Oh, man, I will be happy to tour you. <laughs> but that's, by the way, I mean... Of course, I love um, interracial relationships somehow, and uh, I appreciate the fact that I know that a lot there's there's a lot of racism out there. But I'm always very happy when I see people who are very open-minded, that they can interact with other, you know, other people from different countries, from different, you know, different part of the countries and um, different part of the world. So it's a beautiful thing because. Trust me, this is how God wants it somehow. Because all these people that are saying racism, black, white, clinical, clinical. See, I am not interested. And anybody who is a racist, you cannot strive around. In short, I can't even have you in my circle because trust me, you can never enter my friendship kind of book. No, you can't enter in my friendship circle. No, no zone, nothing. Because I won't even start a conversation with you. Talk more of actually talking with you. So anyways, Rizal sent me some gifts and um, yesterday DHL called me and said a gift from me. I need to sign and pick it up. And I was like, wow. He told me he was going to send something. But I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see it coming soon. Man, wow. Like I am feeling special because <laughs> this is the least gift I ever expected actually i mean i wasn't expecting it but because it was a gift filled with love and um, you know love for the country love for the fact that i'm a nigerian and then love for the fact that i have an australian friend who cares about me that's beautiful i mean yeah and um 
he's been amazing i love the way he thinks and uh, you know i mean just i mean do you know how it feels like to have somebody from another country think you conversing with them them sharing their own perspective and you sharing yours i mean there's a swing between understanding and then having having to open up your horizon and your thinking faculty like to see things differently but well, that's one thing i love about meeting people outside my local i mean outside my country outside my culture outside you know my our way of life you know it's 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 enlightening trust me that's a word it's enlightening so yeah Rizal, some love uh, many many thanks to you i love the gifts thank you so much thank you thank you thank you i really <laughs> i really love the fact it has um, some australian name and australian um um football yeah around it yeah as i think i'm still gonna know more about the football team the female football team that you've been talking to me about yeah i actually love football as a person i love sports so it was beautiful it was insightful of you to send such a gift and i am grateful and i am thankful enjoy your day and just know that i appreciate that so anyways moving forward i um just like I said, something made me, I mean, getting to the main topic for the day, I told you something happened that made me realize I was living in denial. Before, I mean, just before I dive into that, there's, there's this part of me that if I need something that I know is something I really want, something very important, not something that I want, something that I specifically need for my job as a photographer. More like a tool that I desperately need. I'll use the word desperately because, trust me, if you're a photographer, it's not easy to gather your tools, especially those good quality tools. They're quite expensive. So lately, my system, which is my laptop that I use for editing, has been lagging and then slowing. And I mean, the capacity is doing more than it's supposed to do. So it's lagging. It's seriously, oh God, frustrating to work with it now. So my intention was to make an upgrade. And it's been so difficult that there are the kind of price for the specific kind of laptop that I need, the workstation kind of laptop that I need, is mind blowing. Funny enough, it's not even brand new. It is fairly used, like all these yeah, fairly used laptops that people sell. It's quite expensive. So I don't even know what to do. At some point, I went into depression because I really needed one. The finances that needed to come in were not forthcoming. People are owing me. I mean, people are owing me, obviously. I mean, yes. And they will tell you, okay, don't worry, I'm going to pay this. And when you reach out to them... You, they will give you another reasons and there's nothing much you can do i mean there's nothing much i can do especially if it's people that you respect that are owing you kind of thing i mean it's it's they put the different ball games together so but that's by the way at some point i really got tired because i was having sleepless nights because of this because of the fact that i don't have the money to make an upgrade and with the fact that it's frustrating working with the laptop, it is frustrating. Imagine having to be 
on one or two pictures the whole day just because your your system is so slow and so lagging and so not the capacity of the laptop that you need to deliver i mean come on it took me I mean, delivery is one thing in my job and when you deliver fast the more the faster you deliver the more you can job you know clear up your desk trust me editing is a whole lot of is a whole lot stressful when you don't have the right tools to help you edit really fast so anyways at some point i was very worried i am still very worried because oh more i need it and for me to get a very good reasonable laptop now i should be having close to 400 500 000. that is the investigation i mean the research i've made so far i'm sure they even to even see a good workstation laptop is even worse so when you now see one it's close to five is 500 not even brand new i'm not talking about brand new i'm talking about used laptop for you to get that specific one that fits into photoshop and the software that i use the specification is 400 500 600 000 to get it and how do i do it so at some point i i ensured this has been my prayer point every place every time any place that i pray getting a brand new laptop god god should just help somehow i don't know but if it's a job that is gonna send that will help me be able to make this investment please god i need it trust me i do i do i do god you know i do so but now at some point i my heart my heart said okay don't worry nancy just calm down because <laughs> you cannot fix this problem right so you know that's still that part of me okay i said and i was like i don't want to now start acting on this feeling because i don't know what to do next so right now i'm a little bit relaxed even though i am trying to get more jobs to see if i can raise the necessary money with the one i already have to be able to buy this laptop anytime soon maybe the, before the year runs out like god's special grace so that'll be one one hell of investment i'm gonna make <laughs> with all my savings but yes i am optimistic that god has a bigger plan and i should not worry if i cannot afford it now even though that i really really need it he knows god knows that i really 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 need it so so uh, that's by the way so my sister visited last week because it's been long she wants she has been wanting to visit and i've been postponing her because there's this part of me i mean here i am very raw with my feelings uh, this podcast is somewhere i am very honest with myself because being honest is all i can be it's all i can do because who am i who am i trying to impress no i mean being honest with myself is going to help me learn and be a better person so i because of the way i grew up i i, I didn't grow up with my family i didn't grow up with my sister i mean there's this distance relationship we have I have with my mom and my in short with my family entirely so i'm not always with them i'm, I'm alone virtually i've been alone all my life like i didn't grow up home i grew up in lagos and from one family to the other from more like it's it's more like saying from one foster home to the other so imagine a kid a child growing up from one foster home to the other you know how emotionally damaged those kids can be i'm not saying i am emotionally damaged thank god so far i am not so bad 
I am I didn't turn out really bad as I expected because it was really traumatizing growing up or the experiences horrible experiences that I have had but thank God that I am the woman I am today because God have decided that hey it's not about the experiences it's about what you've learned it's about where I'm taking you that's one thing God has been telling me it's not about what you've been through it's about where you're headed so I have made you go through those experiences in order to prepare you for a better future ahead. And I, I believe, yes, there's a greater, greater reason why I have been through what I've been through. And sometimes when I share them, they make me cry. I, I tend to break down. But recently, I've been finding the strength from within to just, you know, to own them. You know, they are my experiences. I can't run away from them. I passed through them. I saw them. I felt them. I was the one that those things happened to. So there's no way I can run away from what I am or what I've been through because they are part of my story. Just like I said, I'm a storyteller and um, I love being real and raw with my stories. So just like I said, my sister visited. And for a long time, she had been wanting to visit and I've been really, really been turning her down, which might seems really wrong, but I have my reasons. Which is that reason is that I was telling myself that I, I don't really, why would she visit? She's working, she's working, school is on strike, but I believe she has a job. Uh-huh. So she should focus on her self-growth and, uh, you know, take care of mom because she's, she's the closest person to my mom. More like she's, she stays in our nature and my mom stays in our it. So it's a lot easier for her to visit. For me, it's not because I actually don't like visiting home. That's the honest truth. But then I have to because my mom needs me. My family needs me, right? Yes, that's what's supposed to be. So I visit whenever I feel I have the chance and the opportunity to. So, but all my life, I've never been the home kind of girl. You know, I mean, going home kind of girl because I've been away for a very long time. And that has become part of my identity. Why now that I've, I, I own my life kind of, I still don't visit because it's not really how I grew up. But I just have to reach out one way or the other to know that my mom is fine. Yes. I love my mom. Yes. And it took me time to realize that I have to love her because for whatever reason, I was um, holding, holding things against her because of what I've been through as a child or how I felt abandoned or how I felt rejected. Or how I felt like if my mom can do this to me, then why won't other people do that same thing? So what, what difference would it make if others do the same thing to me? If my own mother could do such a thing? You know, I held so much grudges against my mom growing up. And, I mean, I was really heartbroken as a child because I had a horrible child know growing up it was very horrible so i could remember specifically okay let me nail it down to why i realized i was living in denial was the fact that finally finally i said okay 
okay it's um they said last week they said monday tuesday was gonna be sit at home so she was like okay she can visit and sunday she'll come on saturday sunday monday tuesday wednesday morning she goes back to work and i said okay those that's fine so i i restrained <laughs> all the fears that i had i mean that intrusion i hate when people intrude even though it's no it's no <laughs> i don't know it's a problem and that is why i have to really talk about them and one thing i know about how to deal with denial is actually taking your time to fish out those hard feelings to know what they are to identify them and i know i i don't basically don't like my sister around because i don't really have she's my sister not just my sister i mean i hate to have people around it's not like i hate just so difficult to have people around me for too long more like an introvert but uh, i still have a social life i'm trying because of my job but i am more like somebody who loves solitude i love to just stay on my own probably is because of how i grew up because it was horrible so finally when my sister visited last saturday and i realized that when i'm around her I am very free. I am happy, partly happy somehow. And in don't of me that I've actually missed my sister, but I never realized that. I never wanted to act on the fact or accept the fact that I wanted her around, not knowing why I was thinking I don't want her around, why in the other way around, I actually wanted her around. So actually there's this thing that happens when I am with my sister. We tend to joke a lot which i found really i found really weird <laughs> yes i think when i love someone i tend to joke i mean joke and uh, tell them some nonsense i tend to talk nonsense around them so um she visited and we were joking i called her i mean there's this slang i use unknowingly subconsciously i don't know when i do those things but i tend, I tend to speak some nonsense latin language that i don't know where they come from so she have to laugh and i love the fact that when i say those things and she laughs i mean she laughs really hard so that's a joy that i found that i never knew i wanted but i've been in denial knowing the fact that having the feeling that oh i don't want my sister she's coming she's coming to intrude in my space i mean I really don't like it but somehow when she finally was here i really loved her company i really was happy that somebody was with me and all of those things so i think that's a very big problem and it was that week that i realized that oh my goodness nancy what is your problem it's a very huge problem that you're missing someone but you can never accept the fact that you truly miss them is total denial i mean extreme one i mean denial to an extent is um i mean it's it's a way to it's for a short period of time it's a way to deny yourself from certain feelings or from certain emotion in order to gain your balance or to understand why you're feeling those way those way but then when it is a consistent mechanism your coping mechanism it has become something very addictive that you don't want to accept that you miss someone you don't want to accept that you need someone but truly you need them 
my God. It done on me. Trust me. Now, let me go back to how I think all this started. As a as a young girl of five years, I left for Lagos. I've, I think if you have been listening to my podcast, I've shared some part of this story, but not all. So gradually, we keep unfolding those stories because, of course, they are who I am. Those stories are what made me. Those experiences are what have transformed me into the person I am, which I'm not too proud of them, but I have to own them. So, as a young girl, I left for Lagos at the age of five. My mom, yeah, my uncle took me. My mom allowed my uncle to take me. And, um, yeah, I lived in Lagos for over 10 years. And those 10 years, I never visited my mom or visited my sister. And um, all of those things. So, you know, um, I never visited, but then I, I, I felt like I, I didn't, I didn't want to, my mom never wanted to visit me or I didn't, I didn't matter. Like I was just giving off to be treated anyhow, you know? So my, my aunt that I was basically I was connected to my uh, my uncle. So his wife, his wife was the woman I stayed with, which made my who made my life more miserable than I can imagine. Very horrible experience for me. Anytime I think about her, I remember how 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 wicked how those hatred in her eyes will be staring back at me and she will beat me up. She will, she will never allow me to ask for anything. She will never allow me to... I mean, I was so scared that no matter how I felt, I had to buckle it up inside. I have to suppress it. She never gave me the chance to express any. So... I think that was the reason why at some as i grew older older it was the only surface means to not even get caught because anytime i try to express the next thing is king the next thing is shh, calling of names slapping me beating me up or shouting at me or calling me names or throwing things at me you know so all my life in Lagos, I lived in fear. And I think it's those fear that made me that even when I need someone, even when I love someone, even when I know that I need you, I will never accept it that I do because I am afraid to even tell you how much I need you. I'm even afraid to tell you how much I love you. I am afraid to tell you what I feel like. If if you confront me, I, I, I mean... I really feel bad because um, it took me it took me this long to actually realize this, and I I don't want to break down because just remembering those memories. I mean, remembering what I've been through as a young girl who was never allowed to express how she felt, she feels. 
was never given the opportunity to speak up to to I don't know I don't know I I felt I felt like I never belonged nobody really cared that has been me so somehow they've affected me so deeply that subconsciously I don't know when I I, I need someone I might really need you but I, I don't know how I need you because I I don't know accept the fact that I need someone because I was never given the opportunity to accept when I need help or not you know so one thing that I knew then as, as a child that because I know that any slightest mistake I'll make comes with a cane comes with beating comes with slapping come, comes with calling of names Omar, if you if, if you're my friend I, you know me closely just few people knows me closely if you look at my skin to an extent I have a beautiful skin by the way and that's one big blessing I know that God blessed me with a very beautiful baby kind of skin but you know the memories of the fact that my aunt in Lagos actually wanted to destroy that beautiful skin and somehow to date I still have those scars on my skin I still have those scars that when she canes me and she beats me up today the next day she still beats me up and the scar and the pain of previous beating she repeats the same beating on top imagine having injury and every time you're being beaten up the same spots you're being flogged the same place that you've been your pain i mean i don't know how to express it that was the most demoralizing and most horrible part of my childhood that every blessed day i cry i cry you know when you're you're being you're I want to speak Igbo. Every blessed day at the same spot. Or, you know, I don't know. I mean, you all know what Kenya means. I, I believe you know. I know the kind of burning sensation Kenya can give you on your skin. Imagine repeating every day you already have a scar and you're being beaten up the same spot, the same spot every day. How? I know for the rest of my life I'm gonna have these scars. No, nothing will take that away, and I don't have intention of taking it away because it's, it reminds me of how strong I have become. Because it got to a point that I I got used to caning. I mean, no matter the kind of flogging my aunts gave me, I won't cry, but the pain will be there. I became, I became, I tried to, I, be, I, I tried to become stronger, like, in enduring those pain, because it didn't happen once, it didn't happen, imagine living in that house for 10 years, and for those 10 years, I have been beaten virtually every day, every blessed day I've been crying, I used to cry every day. There is nothing I do that is right. There is nothing that I do that I get right. There's always something to blame me for. 
and imagine having to be blamed for everything in that house how do you think you're gonna deal with yeah that is why any slightest thing i blame myself instead of talking about it instead of accepting that oh i know you're at fault but yeah i take all the blame i take all the blame and taking the blame in a way is like for me not to even go back to those things i take the blame instead of talking about them i just take the blame and forget about talking about them forgetting that is part of one thing that has affected me psychologically so that's by the way so now when what what is being in denial looks like first of all like i said i know that i do withdrawal i withdraw myself immediately instead of confronting or facing that fear or facing that emotion i withdraw myself i go back to my shield that's what i used to call it i shield myself and and what does that mean it makes me instead of sharing that i don't know i don't know i mean for some people they transcend from withdrawal to bullying bullying i don't know if i've bullied anybody maybe subconsciously i have but consciously i don't think i i mean physically i don't bully people maybe probably emotionally i bully people emotionally somehow i mean people that i care yes i think i do i mean yes i do without realizing it i mean it's just dawning on me right now that i do certain level of bullying which is emotional because physically i don't know how to beat up people because i'm even scared of somebody beating me because of the phobia i have from the caning of all my life caning that i had growing up so one of the greatest thing that i'm afraid of is somebody touching me and if anybody should dare touch me another demon in me rises i mean there's something there's something in me that will come out that i i don't know if i can control that thing and i think that is the monster that my aunt built in me built in me why she beats me almost for all the 10 years i lived with her so anyways so the next thing is self-harm i know i've harmed myself severally i've I mean i don't know the last time i shared about depression depression is one thing that i know i deal with most of the time and thank god like thank god that it hasn't gotten to the point of thinking of so thinking of killing myself i mean somehow god's hand is in my eyes on my life i would say because trust me those thoughts can be something else believe me now and then use of substance I'm, I'm not used to using substance like for some people they get used to taking alcohol or smoking just looking for solace somewhere i mean i found solace in my own self and i think that's why i i'm not addicted to any substance and thank god for that because it would have been a way to just hide but thank god i mean i've been able to identify all these things i just hope and pray there i'll work on them day by day and i need help trust me if you're listening to me and you think you have a better way that i can handle this please reach out to me call me and i would love to have your take on this i am saying this to myself and saying this to the universe too so that i need help from anywhere i can get it from praying of course i'm praying about it and um, friends around me who can help because 
there are ways to deal with them that I, I searched and I think it's something I can I can do myself somehow. And uh, one of them is take time to think about what makes you afraid. See through the pain. I have been doing that for a very long time and I've been trying to see through my pain. Trust me, I have. And um, I want to really, really, really identify with all my fears. I want to. It's going to help. And think about the effect of living in denial and the positive and the negative side of side effects. I mean, there are positive and negative side, of course. I mean, just like I said, denial helps you to to I, maybe to deny yourself from feeling certain way for a short period of time in order to understand what that means and then for you to face it. But when it becomes a constant thing, a long-term thing, it becomes very harmful to you yourself. Give yourself the room to understand those feelings and fears. I mean, that is exactly what I'm doing to myself right now. I, I want to give myself that room to absorb those feelings, to absorb those fears, to identify them, to know what exactly, how, what makes me feel those way or makes what makes me afraid and just want to confront them. Then another way to do them is write down your thoughts and feelings and be honest with yourself. Okay, just like I said, from I think last two podcasts that I took a very long break that I told you that I started writing. I've been writing for a very long time. I mean, I write in between. So I think it, it was me trying to discover ways to embody my heart that I started putting down writings. I started putting down to pen how I felt, what makes me feel. And I was being totally honest with myself. However the feeling comes, I write it down. I have a journal where I write this thing down on my phone. And many times when I go back to read them, it's just mind-blowing. It just helps me with discovering myself more and more. And I love the fact that I am being honest with those, with those feelings. Yes, they can be weird, but being honest with them helps light comes in. If they are as dark as the midnight of the day or the dark as whatever you think because of course there are dark desires in our hearts that if you do not identify and own them they will become very strong demons that you would not know how to fight so in order to grow past those dark desires it's okay to identify and own them then there will be more light to deal with them i trust i believe that's how it works so then talk it through with someone you care about and someone you trust. Ah, not someone you care about, someone you trust too. It's not everybody you can tell certain things. You can discuss certain fears and um, feelings too. Because they will just scandalize you. They will just judge you immediately. But thank God so far that I've been able to have... There are a few people I have in my life that I've been very honest with how I feel. And they've never judged me. And somehow, those are the people I trust with my feelings and fears. I have few of them, and I am glad to have them. And I need to go back to sharing that with them so that insights can come in. Those feelings can be very dark and very destructive sometimes. Trust me, if you've been there, you know what I mean. 
then seek therapy and counsel. Yes, therapy and counsel can come from those people you trust and all of that. I mean, therapists, it's not, having to meet therapists is not really common in Nigeria here. Of course, it's a great profession. They help a lot. But I think <laughs> my own therapy is just me and God and then those people that I trust that can tell me the raw truth about what I feel. You know, when I'm scared, when I'm lonely, when I'm feeling like I don't feel like it's me anymore. So, yeah, these are ways you can cope and um, deal with um, when you're living in denial. I know a lot of us are somehow, we are unknowingly, we are all living in denial. But it's, it's okay to, for a short period of time, to identify what those feelings are and to face them. But when it becomes something you have to depend on, it becomes a constant coping mechanism, self-defense mechanism. It's going to be very deadly because you wouldn't know when to accept what you're feeling or not. Trust me. It is something I am struggling with, with a lot of relationship, with a lot of, I mean, yeah, relationships specifically. So with my mom, with my family, with the people I have to bring into my circle. Basically, don't have much people into my circle and probably that's the reason why. And um, I am a work in progress, I know. I know, please, I know. And to whoever that is listening to me and I listening to myself, I really, really, really want to tell you that it's all a work in progress. It's one step at a time. For me to be able to realize this, it took me years. I mean, it just took me last week to identify that I have been living in denial for how many years of my life. Come on. I mean, yeah, if I can, if it take me all, the, all that time to discover that I've been living in denial, then, I mean, change is, happens. Change can happen anytime. Just be open, just be willing to change, just be willing to accept that you have a problem. Just be willing to face those problems and be willing to start acting on them so that they won't take over you because when they do, you become the shadow of yourself. And trust me, I pers- I personally don't want to become the shadow of myself. I want to become the person that God wants me to be. The reason why I'm created, the reason why I've been through hell and back is because there's a greater purpose why God has allowed me to go through these heart-aching, heartbreaking experiences, which sometimes when I remember them now, it just looked like, oh, I read this in a novel or I watched it in a movie. But it was me. It was my life. It was, I felt those pain, those periods. Um, for me to be, to have been able to heal and one again, I've, I know I still feel really sad when I think about that, my aunt. But somehow I've, I've learned to forgive her. I mean, I mean, I've forgiven her. I mean, I have. And, um, even if I f- have to see her face to face today, I don't know what I would do. But I know I won't be that dramatic. I won't be, I won't be hiding away from her. I'll f- greet her and I will talk to her if she have to talk to me. And that is all I know I can do. Well, if he's remembering all the evil things she have done to me, how she penetrates every part of my childhood being or every part of my innocence as a child how she took it away from me i am still mad at that 
I am still mad that my innocence as a child was taken away from me when I never wanted it to be. I became an adult overnight. I never had the chance. I never had the opportunity to become the child that I was supposed to be. But because somebody took it away from me, I am still very mad. I am still very emotional about it. And I don't know how I I, I know I, I'm going to survive from that feeling. But somehow, I'm asking God to help me to deal with that. And truly, I'm avoiding her. Uh, I've, my uncle, which is her husband, is dead. My uncle, who I was living in, in Lagos with then, is now dead. So, and funny enough, I missed his burial. I didn't go. Not because I didn't want to, but because I was not in a position to. I had jobs that I was dealing with, and it fell in a it fell in a wrong day that I, I can't really travel. So it's not because of his wife. I wasn't scared to face her. But I know some part of me is still very scared to have to see her face to face. And I don't think I'm ready for that. So anyways, this is me being honest to myself and um, trying to find solution to a part of my big problem. This is a big problem. Living in denial can destroy, can mess up anybody's life which I don't want it to. If you're just hearing this for the first time, just know that living in denial is a good coping mechanism, but not for long. It becomes very, very detrimental to you when you consistently keep using that mechanism. So it's not a good advice. Just know when to draw the line, which is what I'm telling myself right now. And um, so... I am happy to share this with you and um, I hope um, we all accept that we are work in progress, which I have accepted I'm a work in progress and I know that the Lord who has started the good work will definitely finish it. If you're Christian, if you believe in God, you know what I mean. So I don't joke with him because he has been the reason why I'm even insane in the first place. A lot of things, I have, I have been through a lot of things I would have just distorted my way of life distorted my way of thinking i mean like i mean i mean i would have been a messed up child i would have been a messed up adult but i am not and that is why i keep fighting every day to be a better version of my own self because i know where i'm coming from so don't ever forget where you're coming from because it is a huge part of your identity. And that is why I named this documentary of my life, my life, my identity podcast, because my life is my identity. All the experiences that I've been through, it's who I am. I can I can it's not another person. So they are part of my identity and I need to own them in a very positive way. And that is why. I have to keep trying to be a better version of myself. Just know that I love you. Just know that I know I cherish every part of you that always come here to listen and to hear me share this dark part of me. And I'm happy to even to share it and to hear myself talk. I am happy because it is a work in progress and I am helping myself grow better. Thank you so much and have a beautiful beautiful week ahead love you and love everybody around you much love bye